So this tool allowed me to not have to pull money out of my real estate deals that I also had going. I was able to, instead of maybe selling some properties or refinancing some properties that were rentals for me, I was able to keep those deals going on their side over there and raise that extra 200K when I needed it. So this is a tool that I keep in my back pocket that can be really, really helpful. Welcome to Assisted Living Investing. I'm your host, Brett Schottkavis, and today we have a fantastic episode. We are talking about creative ways to raise money. Not only that, I will show you how I raised a $1.1 million for an assisted living deal, and I didn't use any of my own money, and I ended up having 100% of the equity. So I wanna show you how you can use this method. You don't have to go SBA. You don't have to go to a conventional bank. I'll show you how to use private money, hard money, and structure the deal so that you can get all the financing in place. So let's talk about it. In 2019, Laura and I, we bought a house and it was a 1974 ranch style house in Georgetown, Texas. And it was really outdated. And um, we bought this house for the intention of gutting it, doing a big addition and converting it into an assisted living. So we ended up doing all these things um, the house now, our memory care mansion now is about 6,300 square feet. It has 15 bedrooms. It has 12 bathrooms, um, full commercial sprinklers and a lot of different components that are in there that are commercial. And we, we had to really take everything down to studs to do that. So you can actually check out the mansion on our website, platinumresortassistedliving.com and then hit the virtual tour button. You can literally like virtually walk through the entire house. Check it out. So let's talk about this deal, how I raised the $1.1 million for it, how I structured it all on debt with no equity partners and fast forwarding two years after that, how I paid all of those investors off and kept 100% of the deal for myself and Laura. This is an advantage if you do not want to bring on equity partners, if you want to take the whole deal down yourself. And there's pros and cons to that, but let me show you how you can do this and it's strictly on the debt side. And that's important because all the money you are raising, you are not raising it by giving away part of the, the equity, right? You're not giving away part of the real estate and you're not giving away part of the operations company. You are holding all of that, but you are trading that money for a loan, right? A promissory note of deed of trust saying you are going to pay them back this percentage and it's gonna be due in this um, amount of time and there's different constraints on that. So there are pros and cons to both ways to go, but I think that having 100% of the equity is a huge, huge win, and I can show you how to do it without using any of your own capital. So let's break it down how I did this deal. Okay, we bought this house. It was uh, $350,000 for this house. And like I said, it needed a ton of work. So we bought this house using hard money. and I think we put down about 10%. So let's just say it was about $35,000. Now I believe that was my own capital, but I ended up getting that money back a few months later. So we'll talk through that. So the first loan I did, that was my takedown loan, right? That was hard money. I was able to buy the property. Now I knew that this was a great deal. It was on the market. It was uh, discounted because it needed a lot of work, but the price was fantastic. And I think it was not listed for 350. I think it was listed for above four and I had offered 350 and they accepted it 
and I was like, all right, we're closing quick. You know, I had, I had already talked to the city. I had already done my due diligence. I went through all my hoops and I knew this was something that I could do. So I jumped on the deal. I wanted to make sure that I had all the time that I needed to go through my permits, my plans, um, raise the money. So in order to do that, I wanted to own the property, meaning I did not want to have like a, a 90 day or 120 day escrow period where I could do all of these things and get all my ducks in a row. No, for me, I was like, all right, this deal is discounted. It's a great deal. I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to buy it in, you know, three or four weeks from now. Um, so we saw it, we were, we made an offer the next day. I think we accepted it or we got into escrow the following Monday and it was like, boom, okay, within 30 days, we we're owning this house. So that allowed me to have possession of the property. And because it was not new construction, because it was an existing home, there was a lot of things to figure out. It was honestly like a puzzle. I couldn't just say, I'm going to do this addition and move this wall because I really didn't know because of existing house, right? There's sheetrock there, there's ceilings, and I didn't know where all the beams were and everything. So it, it needed some extra time. It needed some time to finesse, to really like go ahead and do kind of a partial demo, to open up some of the ceilings, to figure out where my beams and joists are, where I can do in a new addition, and, and where I can move some of these walls potentially. So if you're building new construction, you come in at knowing like, here's my full plan set but I didn't know that because it's an existing house and there's more challenges there. So I wanted some time, some time to figure this out, some time to get through permits and plenty of time to raise some money. So I made sure that I own the property first. That way I had all of this time. Now, what I did next was I got my tools together and I think these two tools are so, so vital for your success in raising money. You need to look like you have all your stuff together. Even if you are new at this, you can have these two tools dialed in so that you look like you know everything about this niche. So that was my business plan and that was my financial performa. So I invested some good amount of money and a good amount of time in these two tools so that I can look like I had all my ducks together. Now I had done my market research, I had uh, gone and talked to the city, I had done all of this due diligence and I put it all into my tools there, right? I had a beautiful, business plan. I had some numbers that looked like really spot on. Like this was a home run of a deal. So I had uh, taken down the land and I was building my tools out. And then from there I was raising money and I want to show you how I structure the deal, how I raised the 1.1 million from it. And so what I did was I already had this hard money loan, right? It was about $350,000. So I had this hard money loan uh, on the property but I wanted to raise about 1.1 million. I think it was a little less than a million at that time and it ended up going up to 1.1 million. So what I did is I got a first position loan, meaning um, somebody was now the first lien holder. We had replaced the hard money loan and they loaned me $700,000, okay? So that's 700 grand replaced the 350 from the hard money. So the hard money was out. We went through escrow, we signed all the docs, right? They rate or they loaned me the 700 K and it was actually through their IRA, right? Through their self-directed retirement account. So they loaned me those funds to really purchase the property, right? I had purchased it for 350, but now we're replacing those funds. And then I roughly had about an extra $350,000 for rehab. 
Now, I knew I would need more than that, but before I talk about the additional money that I raised, let's talk about the terms of how I structured this deal for the first position. Okay, so I'm gonna build a 6,300 square foot memory care mansion. And I knew by doing my market research that that was gonna be about 1.8 to $2 million, right? After it was done, after it was completed, that was gonna be the value of the building. I had run my comps on it, I knew what it was gonna be. So I went and, and met with this person and it was actually um, a friend of family that goes to my church. Him and his wife, they had their retirement account. They invested that with me. So it didn't have to be a, a bank, a professional lender. It's literally friends, family, uh, friends of friends. That's who lent me the $700,000 to get part, the majority of this deal done, financially speaking. So they lent me the $700,000 and we was at 12% interest and it was a five-year term. So in five years, I had to pay them their money back. The other thing that was awesome about the way I structured this deal was I was not making any principal and interest payments to them the entire life of the loan until I paid back the loan. I was just rolling the interest. And, and again, there's pros and cons to that, right? I'm paying interest on interest, but it allowed me to really borrow the working capital that I needed. I have this First position loan, 700K, right? I know I needed extra, extra money, so I actually met with multiple people during this whole period, right? I, I lined up the 700K and that was my bigger loan. I wanted to put the bigger loan in first position. And again, I'm showing them, hey, I'm borrowing 700K. The, the property is gonna be worth at least 1.8 million, right? So they were at like a 40, 45% loan to value. Their money was really safe tied against this piece of property. So we had uh, we had that all set up. Then additionally, I met with another person and I borrowed an additional 200,000, right? So we have now a total of 900K that I borrowed. So this second position, uh, the second loan was in second position. And again, we went through all the paperwork through escrow, got everything dialed in. And uh, we, we did these two things together, the first and the second position loan. Now, this second position, again, they are up to 900,000 out of the 1.8. So they still had incredible loan to value ratio, right? They were only up, up to 50% of my future value once I had done this. So now they had a good amount of safety in this loan also. And I, again, I scheduled it as a um, five-year term. So I had to pay their money back, their 200K within five years. This individual wanted quarterly payments. So instead of rolling it like the, the first lender did, uh, I had to make quarterly payments on that interest and I was okay with that. You can schedule this however you wanna schedule it. You can try to find some type of win-win here. But my, I had my first and I had my second all put together. So now I had 900 grand. So I went through during that time and I'm also going and getting my permits. I am uh, meeting with contractors and getting my bid all together. So I had everything all dialed in. I had actually my, my uh, bid and, and permits and everything done before I finished dialing in my loans and getting those things. So now I'm ready to roll. I have the 350,000 from the first loan, which paid off my hard money loan. I had an excess of 350K there. And then I had an, also an excess of 200K. So I had 550,000 of capital towards my construction. So now I'm using this money, I'm going through, I'm doing um, my, my construction, I'm building my memory care mansion, and I thought that was gonna be all the capital that I needed, but things came up. I did not have a coach or someone who can say, hey Brett, here are the things you need to look for. I had to learn it the hard way. So 
there was extra money that I needed. I got about maybe 70% of the way through the project and then I knew I was gonna come up short. So I also raised a third loan on this deal. I raised an additional 200K and I did this in a special way that I wanna to talk to you about today. Now I have a first and a second. Again, they were pretty safe, right? Their, their um, loan is secured against the real estate. The third position is realistically in the most risk position, right? Because they're, they're third in line if they had to foreclose. But again, they're gonna be up to 1.1 million as far as a debt position against a $1.8 million property. So there was still plenty of cushion in this deal. But here's how I structured this third loan because I wanted to have a win-win for this investor is I used what my attorney drew up is called a participating loan agreement. And it's really a two-part agreement in one agreement. So meaning one of the parts is a, a loan and deed of trust. So they're again on the debt side, they are getting monthly payments or annualized payments, right? And I believe I set it up where I was paying him quarterly payments. So he had a fixed rate uh, against the property. In addition to that, the document also referenced a profit sharing agreement. So as I completed my rehab, I got my license and we, we opened our assisted living, we had a profit sharing agreement on the operations company. So that now after um, we were making a profit, I was sharing part of that profit with this person, right? So they had 200 grand that they loaned me and I believe it was a five and five that I had structured there at that time. And interest rates were a lot lower a few years ago at that time. So he was getting 5% of his um, investment, right, against the real estate. And he was getting that payment paid quarterly. Additionally, he was also getting 5% of the cash flow that we were putting off. And then that was paid yearly. So we had these two things that were recorded that were used um, to secure this. Now, this really made a win-win for him. He was really excited about this because there was really two things that I was telling him. Hey, here's, here's how I can protect you and I can make a, a good win from you. So investors really want, I think, two things. They wanna have, number one, they wanna have their money safe. And then number two, they wanna make a great return. But they don't want number two with a risk to number one. So let's, let's think about this here, right? He has raised or he has lent me 200K and um, that is up to a $1.1 million loan amount against a loan to value of you know $1.8 million property once it was done. So it was maybe what, 60% or so, I don't know the math on that, but he had a 60% loan to value on that last 200 grand, right? So there's a lot of safety in that number. Additionally, he has it secured against that real property. Now granted, he is in third position, but he has that safety of his loan is tied to this real property, which has a bunch of equity in it. And again, think of it this way. He didn't come in at the very beginning. He came in as we were putting like final touches on the deal and we were maybe two or three months away from uh, completing the project. So he, he locked through the, the, the mansion. He's like, oh man, okay, cool. I can see the vision. We're so close. We're going through like, here's my bids. I just need this much money to finish the deal. And he knew that um, he, you know, he's right there at, close to the finish line. So there was a lot less risk in that concept. So when I met with him, I went through all the numbers and I said, okay, here's the 5% that is secured against the real estate. You're gonna get that no matter what, we're setting up quarterly payments. And then here's my performa, here's my market research, here's what I'm, we're projecting to do once we are open. 
And when you combined that percentage of the profit sharing in t on top of the 5% he was receiving on his money, it was close to about a 20% um, cash on cash return. So he was getting a return that he was really excited about because he had two things there, right? He had security in the real estate and he had a great profit. So that's really how I structured this deal for him. And I wanna say that you could do something very similar. And real estate and, and construction and any really business is unpredictable. There are things you need to account for. So this allowed me to be able to cover my butt kind of in the fourth quarter as I'm going through these things and there were things that did not come up. So this tool allowed me to not have to pull money out of my real estate deals that I also had going. Um, I was able to, instead of maybe selling some properties or refinancing some properties that were rentals for me, I was able to keep those deals going on their side over there and raise that extra 200K when I needed it. So this is a tool that I keep in my back pocket that can be really, really helpful. Now you can structure this participating loan agreement, the profit sharing part of it, however you'd like. It can be 5%, it can be 10%, it can be 20%, it can be any number you want. Additionally, it could end at any time that you like. So for example, when you refinance and you pay off that loan, that participating loan agreement, that profit sharing part of it can expire also. It can be done when, the, when that investor is out of the deal. Or it can go on indefinitely as long as you own the property. You can structure this however you like. You could structure it where, hey, you're gonna get your money back and then you're gonna have your profit sharing agreement for the next 24 months and then it expires. So there's a lot of creativity and a lot of flexibility with this tool and that's really why I like it. So this was the structure that I used to raise the $1.1 million for my first assisted living. Then after I had owned the real estate for 24 months, I went and I refinanced all three of those people back out of the deal. So I went to my local bank and I talked to them about a commercial loan and we got a 30 year fixed long-term commercial loan. So I used this new loan with the bank to pay off all three of those investors. They are completely out of the deal and now I just have one loan. I have one new loan with the bank. Laura and myself are 100% owners. We have all the equity in the deal. All those investors are out of the deal. And in addition to that, because the appraisal came back at about $2 million, and I had a $1.1 million in debt, they could have lent me additional cash. Now, I didn't take additional money, but they would have lent me up to about $1.5, $1.6 million. So I could use this structure, borrow money, wait a couple years, wait for the market to uh, appreciate, and then be able to pull cash out on a deal and keep 100% of the profit. So this is a structure that you could use if you do not want to go the conventional way of a bank, if you don't want to go SBA, if you want to have 100% of the equity in a deal, this may be a fantastic option for you to do. So if you like this stuff and you want to learn more, we are doing a live workshop, How to Raise Money. This is going to be November 2nd at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to be there live on Zoom showing you everything that I just talked through in great detail and then taking questions at the end. So I hope to see you there. If this has been helpful for you, then please give me a thumbs up, give me a comment, subscribe, and I will see you all on the next one.